Hi, it's Glenn McQueenie, and welcome to my 25-minute success series podcast. Um, today, we're um, I'm a little jacked up and excited because I get to talk to Nikki Colford from Keller Williams Lifestyle Realty in beautiful London, Ontario. So, hi, Nikki. How are you doing? Good. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me on the call. I'm really excited to talk to you today. So I want to just kind of, if you can maybe just give the listeners a little bit of a background on you, like when you kind of got in, like how long you've been in real estate, um, so we can kind of just set the context um, before we start really, you know, digging deep and figuring out what the best kind of niche market and niche market strategy is, so you can just deal with really perfect fit clients or ideal fit clients all the time. And um, what I find when people do that is it just makes the business a lot funner. It's a lot easier to do. It's a lot more lucrative. Um, so just give us a little bit of background there, Nikki. Okay, so I started when I was 21 uh, flipping houses and have done 18 houses since. So that's how I started in the real estate industry. I then started uh, staging homes as well and then decided, you know what, I love real estate and this is where I want my career to be and got my license approximately 15 months ago. So I've been going strong ever since. Wow. So it's it's kind of fascinating to me that you were kind of on the other side, right? You were almost on the buyer-seller side um, of this industry. Um, you know, it's pretty cool that you started when you're 21, you know, flipping your first home and then eventually flipped um, a whole bunch of them. So what was that transition for you? Like, what was it that kind of said, hmm, you know what, I want to go and get my license now because I want to go, was it because you just want to go and help more people do it? Or what was the kind of thinking behind that? I think I learned at a really young age that uh, real estate investing is probably one of the best and easiest ways to make money. Um, I think I had a little bit more control in my money. Uh, I wasn't really savvy on the stock market or anything else, but I could see what happened when I renovated a house and was smart with my money. So I think knowing that i would love to you know help other people find that niche and, and see that too um and it it's kind of changed from being hands-on uh renovations to looking at different vehicles of investment through real estate wow and then so and then i think you just recently, because you were actually already, like you were working a full-time job while you were kind of doing this. And then I think just recently you kind of said like, okay, I'm all in, walking away from the full-time job, going all in because you're really passionate um, about this. So where, where are you now? Like where is your, like who's your perfect client right now? If we had to paint a picture of who your perfect prospect is or what part of the London, Ontario market, investment property market, do you really want to get into and really dominate? So I think for me, the perfect client would be one that's fairly new to investing, has had that aha moment that um, they can make money through real estate. Uh, they've seen their friends or family go through that and they really want to start in on it and they're excited to learn more about how they go about doing that and want to build on that. So do more than one property 
um, eventually and build like a mini empire um, for themselves. So I think that would be the absolute perfect client for me. Um, and I can see a lot of right now with new builds, the way they're going and the London market being uh, as hot as it is, um, the best vehicle right, I, right now that I see for my clients is the new build market. Um, so buying in and uh, renting it out at a decent price and then seeing the appreciation grow. Right. And is in your market, can someone like buy a place and by renting it out get close to cash flow positive or is it just slightly below or where where is the kind of rent to value right now in London? Well, they're definitely cash flowing positive. Uh, one thing I make sure is before we go in and buy something that it uh, is definitely covering its costs um, and it's not a, a loss leader just to get the appreciation at the end. So um, that's kind of the, the goal when any time I look at an investment, it, it wants to definitely cover itself and then be appreciation positive. Yeah, and I think that's a really, like, first of all, I think that's great advice. And I think it's a great insight because a lot of people are playing the capital appreciation game. And uh, if you really look at wealth long term, um, through investment properties. Um, I think when you're just betting on the capital appreciation, I think you're becoming a speculator compared to if you're playing the cash flow game, which is I'm going to get these properties to cover um, on a cash flow basis and be able to kind of generate it, even if it's a couple hundred dollars a month um, that I can build into a reserve um, you know, if there's any going to be any like future repairs coming up uh, and I'm still getting them to pay down my mortgage. If you ever look like it really seems to me like a, a perfect niche in London. Well, I think it's in any market would be just to really go after the buy and hold investors who just want to build wealth over a long period of time instead of that short term focus. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. I mean, that's what we're seeing a lot of here in London. We've had a very stable market for a long time. So this new bump up in the market in the last, you know, probably 12 months um, that's been building has been something we haven't seen that often here in London. We've had a fairly steady increase, but having that rental income that is holding itself and, and going forward um, has always been a positive thing for me um, and it's, it's helped you know grow my investments right okay so who is your target market right now like what's like just just paint a picture of what age would they be um, what's their biggest problem like what's keeping them up at night um, because I find like if you really want to market into a niche you have to almost reverse engineer it. You have to plan it from the customer's point of view, not from like what we think they need. Like it's just, oh, they need another just listed card or another just sold or they need me to door knock on them. Like what is your perfect client? Like, you know, where are they now and where do they want to go? And what's their biggest fears, um, dreams, aspirations? I think clients that are probably 35 to 40 uh, that have had a couple kids that are worried about how they're going to 
uh, pay for university, weddings, that sort of thing that are coming up in 10 to 15 years. Uh, I think when you get them, when they're first married, first have babies, that sort of thing, their mind is elsewhere on, you know, how to pay for daycare and that sort of thing. But I think once the kids start to get a little bit more independent, they don't have the daycare costs overhanging um, their monthly bills, uh, they tend to want to look at something else, either, you know, going towards a cottage property or looking at investments. And I think if we can steer them into the investment that will um, pay them back and when that child goes to university or has a wedding coming up that they can sell it and, and pay off that wedding uh, or university cost would be an awesome feeling. Well, it's such a winning formula, and I know, you know, many people who, you know, they found the right agent at the right time who basically said to them, you know, if you buy these two condos for your kids now when they're under five, by the time they get to university, these condos are going to be completely paid off, and you're going to have a education fund ready for them if they want to go to school. If not, you've got, like, a great source of wealth for you or if you want to help them buy their first house. Like, I think it's such a kind of winning formula what you're kind of proposing. Mm -hmm. That was okay. my goal so, when I had my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So what's keeping them awake at night right now? What is? What do you think their biggest, so we know what their kind of goal is, and we know that we can build that financial funnel, but what do you think their fear about taking the first step in this process is? I think, can they afford it? Uh, will it cover itself? And how do they get a down payment? I think they're the main fears right now. I think they think it's a great idea if it works out, um, but how do they get past those hurdles? Right. Okay. So when they say that to you, like, do you talk about, like, re on the down payment, the last one, do you talk about, like, either refinancing their house or what, how do you handle those kind of fears when you're talking to them? Well, in this marketplace, refinancing their home is a, a viable option. Um, a lot of them have seen fairly decent appreciation. Uh, and so that, that's a great option. But there's other ways to budget as well when that's, you know, if they just bought that house a year ago and they don't have a whole lot of appreciation yet, um, there's other ways to work with them to build in budgets and whether it's taking away one Tim Hortons coffee every day and putting it in a fund after a year, you have enough to buy a, a down payment, right? So um, it's it's breaking down the little things and showing them that it is possible. You don't have to make tons of money to save enough for the down payment. Right. So I think, I wonder if there's maybe some type of like special report or a blog post or something that you could talk about. Because I love the Tim Hortons, you know, the no Tim Hortons. Uh, daily wealth building fund or something, you know, where you can have like a pretty compelling headline um, and then just tell the story that if you just didn't have a Tim Hortons every day um, or, you know, you could save twice as much if you didn't have a Starbucks every day, um, right. that would be like, that's a kind of a really cool way to almost lead generate for these is to go right after like their, their basic you know, their basic knowledge almost, because most people don't know that. Like, it's not, 
that they need to make more money right now. It's just that they need to really just maybe redirect some of that money and instead of thinking on a short term basis um is think more like you know a long term wealth accumulation strategy because I think if you could start targeting people with whether it be a blog or because I mean what's the challenge is it filling up seminars like you've you've done a seminar before yeah uh we've done a couple seminars and it is a bit of a challenge to get people there. We are getting the right people, which I believe, um, but numbers is kind of the game in real estate, and uh, it's it's learning that. So a blog or something that funneled them into that would help as well, I think. Like if you think about it, there's a conveyor belt, right? The, like everyone has to go on the conveyor belt um, before, like the last stop of the conveyor belt is them buying a house and closing on it, right? And for an agent, that's when we get paid at the very end. So a lot of, you know, agents or even they, they will want the end already. Like, I, well, you know, I just want to buy an income property. But there's a bunch of really predictable steps that I wonder if we just broke down your lead generation into individual almost stations. Like, almost like if you imagine like a, a, an assembly line of a car, it's like, okay, here comes the chassis. And then, oh, here comes the wheels. Oh, there goes the engine. There goes the glass in, you know, and then it gets driven off. Like, you, you don't just have a car. Everything has to be broken down into very sequential um and if yeah you almost have to get to first base before you get to second base before you get to third base so i wonder if we just broke down the transaction a little bit more and then targeted all of our efforts to filling each base at a time so like the so the way you get a full seminar is by usually by marketing and the way you market is by getting the right message and a full seminar is just the end result of having the right message and the right marketing hitting the right target market in order to fill up the seminar. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So I wonder if you were to almost um, create something like uh, the London Wealth Club or something that was just so clear to a consumer that they knew exactly that this club is about building wealth, right? And if you almost created like a Facebook page called the London Wealth Club and started um, posting on there, it would make it like a business page. Post it like here's a story about um, how if you just didn't go to Tim Hortons, you could easily, um, you know, with the money that you save within two years, you could buy your first income property. Here's a story of some other client that you've just helped who didn't think they were able to buy an income property, uh, but you sat down with them and you showed them that they could actually, with the appreciation in real estate prices, they could um, increase, like they could almost um, increase their mortgage by $50,000. And instead of that $50,000 being a cost, and some people would do that on their line of credit to go buy a car, which is really stupid, but that 50000 if they put it as a down payment on an income property, that the rental income they were getting from that investment would be paying down the $50,000, you know, um, line of credit or increase in their mortgage. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I think it's so, getting that funnel started, right? 
Yeah. So it all starts with, well, first of all, we have to get our target. And it has to be so clear that someone would sit there and the moment they see what you're doing, they go, oh, I know what it is, right? Like there's a girl out in BC who I'm coaching and, and her um, her group is called a man is not your financial plan. Like there couldn't be anything clearer about that title, right? Like you know exactly what she's talking about. You know exactly what her target is. And I wonder if there's something where we could do where um, – and maybe London Wealth Club is too general. Like in your perfect world, in your perfect client, because this is what I think people have to listen to on this call and also understand is it's not increasing the wealth of everyone in London. It's There's going to be a, inside there a micro market of people that are totally underserved right now. So who would your dream come true um, You know, client be? Would it be the one that you mentioned earlier in the call, which is, I want to help young families with young kids save up and have enough money to send their kids to school and be financially free. I think that would be almost the perfect client. You know, maybe it's someone that I helped buy a first-time home and now they're they're moving into these investment properties uh, and be that expert in that investment property switch on how to get there. So could you do like Mums Building Wealth London Club or something or the, like something where we can incorporate the mum, the London, <clears throat> the wealth and the club so that people know like it's almost like a, you know, it's like the, the monthly meetup, go and have some wine, talk about building wealth um, club. Yep, we could. So are you in that wording, but yes. Yeah. Like, are you in that world? Like, do you know a lot of moms with young kids who are thinking about building wealth? I think I could know a lot. Um, there's different areas I haven't been um, a part of, but could get in there. Um, just, just been focused on other things, but right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and, and see the the great thing about these calls is we're just exploring, right? Like we're just trying to figure out what resonates with you enough where you sit there and go, oh yeah, like I love this. This is I know these people are, or I know that group, or they're my people, or whatever. Because that's the whole secret to finding your niche is just find your own tribe of people, and what you're really looking for is you, like. You're looking for another Nikki Colford. You're looking for another person who wants to build wealth and build a brighter future for their family. And the more you can just be projecting that at every step of the way, every interaction with the client. You know, when you're you're meeting some mom with kids, and they're like, oh, how's real estate? And you start talking automatically about how you just helped someone just like them buy their first investment property and they never thought they'd ever be able to afford it and they were able to do it and it cash flows $300 a month positive which they're taking that money right now and putting it into the kids are um, or the RESP and so they're not only building their own wealth but they're building their kids wealth like this is the winning formula marketing that people will start running to you and that's what this whole the Queenie Method books about it's what this all these calls are about is how do we get people running to you instead of you chasing after people who don't like trust or respect realtors. 
So what do you think the next step would be? I think finding where people like me like to hang out, and it's not at the real estate office. <laughs> right, right. It could be mummy's clubs, right? It could be yeah. – um, you can actually do this right. You can direct it perfectly through Facebook targeted advertising. You could just do female this age group in this postal code in London and um, – and only they will get your ads on their feed. And it's very reasonable. Like I think that might be a good way to do it. Like I would almost do like a, um, you know, create your Facebook fan page um, and our business page. And then that content, I would be boosting it out to um, your target market, you know, while you're also out there talking to a bunch of people. And I would be direct them all towards your seminar. And you said you've already done a couple, but this is the whole deal is like, how can we get a predictable number of, say, 10 or 15 people coming out every single month to your seminar? Because we know about 30% of them are probably going to do something, 30 to 40%. So if you could book three to five appointments every single month just from this seminar series and you start building them up like that's almost 60 appointments in a year right and if you look at the math on that if you had 60 new customers in a year because everyone's like it's a bell curve of like yeah i'm going to do something now or i'm going to do something in nine months or 18 months I think that you would probably be able to do 20 to 25 transactions quite easily just from those 60 people, but then you're building your pipeline of 35 transactions the next year, you know. Right. I think the one thing that really resonated with me from your book is that lead generation isn't just calling, it isn't door knocking. It can be, but going out and finding the people that you are in your tribe and getting that lead generation. So if it's Facebook marketing to the people that are just like me, um, that want to build wealth for their kids' education, um, then that's where you go, and people eventually start coming to you or posting chasing them. So, I, finding those groups and getting out of my, you know, set mindset that I have to come into the office, I have to call, I have to do that. Well, part of my lead generation is going out and being me and learning from the people around me that like doing things and have the real conversations about real estate. And then they start to come and follow and, and want to do the stuff that we're teaching at the seminars. Right. Yeah. It all starts with you going first, right? Like it's so interesting. Um, you know, a lot, so many agents won't do anything unless they have this absolutely predictable outcome, which we know is kind of like a myth in real estate, right? But what if you were to, over the next 30 days, just every time, because like, you're going to grow into the conversations you have, right, with people, and you'll attract those. But what if every time you're out socially, you started talking about that you were thinking about forming this group, and what would they like to see within that group? Uh, and then just give them exactly what they tell you, right? It's called polling your check writers. You actually don't go and ask your friends what they think. You ask the people who would actually do this what they really want, and then they give you the market research back, and then you just deliver it right back to them, you know? And I think on this Facebook page or whatever your content marketing strategy is going to be is I would be featuring properties 
that help. This is like I, the headline. This one's perfect um, for paying uh, for your kids' education over the next 15 years. And look, this beautiful bungalow in this area has this income, and it's got this, and it's in great shape. And you know, like those are the kind of things that people go, oh, like I didn't know that. Like, oh, I didn't know that. I did. Oh, that property would cash flow, or um, oh, so I can actually do this and. Hold on, let me get this straight, Nikki. So I can buy this property, and in five years, I can have it, um, you know, that down payment that I like 100% financed it because I increased my mortgage by 25 or 50,000. But in five years, I was able to retire that debt, right? And build up more equity in that property. And I'm sure, Nikki, because I know you've probably done this, is then you refinance that property and buy your next property, right? It's yeah. You only need to start with one. And then when you get one and just manage it right, then you can move on. And those are the stories you start to tell. I love that idea. I love being able to show people that that it's possible, right? So I think the right niche for me is just getting the right people and lead generation. Well, could you do what I'm doing right now? I mean, could you call an interview and just bring a digital recorder, um, you know, or record off your phone? We can all do that. But couldn't you meet up with them and in 10 minutes just say, hey, listen, you know, um, I want you to just share your experience of what it was like, um, where you were, you were so worried that you wouldn't be able to buy an investment property, to buying your first one, to now you've got two. And what would you tell other people listening, and this would all be on your Facebook page, um, about what it would be like for them to do it? Because I think the more third-party testimonial you get of people going, you know, I was afraid, I didn't think I could do it. I was able to find my first one. Nikki helped me do it, and it was so amazing. And I thought I'd be such a nightmare being a landlord, but it turned out to be really great. And now I bought my second and third one, and now I've been able to you know, quit my full-time job and spend more time with the kids. These are the stories that build your tribe in London as you're building like the Mums Wealth Builder Club in London. Yeah. I, I think I have some phone calls to make this afternoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, a great well, idea, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Like you just, I always think it's just all about you know, looking what your market wants and then just giving it to them. Like to me, I think this should, should be called the natural way to do real estate. Um, there's no tricks. There's nothing. This is, there's nothing underhanded. It's just like, oh, what is my market? Where's the gap in my marketplace? Is there anyone filling that spot? Can I go into that spot and fill it? And I know you've already done some seminars and what people might listening don't know is I think even recently you partnered up with another um, agent from my office in Toronto, Michelle, and I think she brought like a busload of women building wealth investors down to London. Can you just tell that story quickly? Yeah, so uh, we've done a couple seminars, one here in London and one in Toronto at your office. And uh, so we brought nine people down, rented a, a big van, uh, took them around, showed them very specific properties that we had um, that were on the go right now, different projects that would cash flow for them, as well as look at appreciation. And they were closing um, within this year, so that would start fairly quickly. Um, so we took them around and gave them a tour. And uh, at the end of the day, it was an extremely rewarding uh, feeling. They were 
thrilled about what they learned about London, uh, having the tour, being able to, you know, not just show them on the internet what's here and go see specific builds and on an individual basis. As we drove through town, we gave the tour, told them where the universities, the hospitals, uh, the parks, the outdoor concerts were, and showed them so they had an idea of what they were buying in the area and and what kind of tenants they would have and and got to actually see the area so by the end of the day um four of them had gone back to meet with mortgage brokers and set things up to come purchase properties here so i think um, go ahead sorry go ahead Oh, no, I was just totally cut you off there. Sorry. Um, I'm just, as I'm listening to you and I can hear the passion in your voice, I'm like, well, there's your second niche market, right? Your second niche market is, um, and I'd love for you to give out the people's contact, your contact information for people who might want to um, be bringing busloads of investors down to London and they can partner up with you and you can give them all the inside scoop and tell them where to go and here's the best place and don't buy on that block and this block's better. Um, I think you could almost like even be coming to Toronto once a month and doing seminars not only for buyers here, but for agents here in Toronto um, who are, you know, got a bunch of investor clients and they need the local ground, like just that local knowledge, boots on the ground in London, you know. So I think it's going to be pretty exciting for you, Nikki. Well, I'm pretty excited about it. So it's, it's been fun. Um, and you get to learn a lot about your niche when you go really, really deep into it. And then that just really helps you. Uh, become that expert even more so well it increases your value too you know and your perceived value to the consumer and that's why they start running to you which i think is so amazing so okay nikki we're just going to wrap up but can you give um anyone listening if they want to come in in contact with you can you just give me your um, phone number and your um i guess your email address and then if they want to reach out it's great um and uh, so go ahead yeah, so you can call me at 519-636-5097. And my email address is Nikki, N-I-C-K-E-Y, Calford, C-A-L-F-O-R-D, at kw.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. It was so great having you, and thanks for being a guest. And I'm so excited just to watch you um uh, build, become the big wealth building empire builder for everyone in London so that their kids can have that great future. Um, and I, yet at the end of the day, that's what parents want for their kids, right? It's just to provide a better life so they didn't have to struggle as much. And I think you're really going to be helping a lot of people achieve that. So thanks a million for joining us today. Thanks, Glenn.